Episode 235 of Tag's podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off by using our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at checkout. Go to manscaped.com. That's 20% off, promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex. This is episode 235. I'm your host, Steve V. Alongside my partner here today, Lincoln, how you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? And I just got handed a cocktail here at the house. So cheers to everybody who's listening. There is a Jameson and ginger ale up in the air in all of the Tag's audience cheers to us all a new day <laughs> cheers to you cheers to peter for making that for you i'm assuming he did <laughs> i love that i have a glass of wine as we record this on mm. the monday before this drops um and it's really good yum yum i love that <laughs> um, jeremy is off this week but he will be back next week as we are celebrating our four year anniversary of doing tags podcast can you believe it lincoln so cool i can i i really can i knew that this idea from the first time i heard of it back when everyone did not have a podcast that it would be a great one <laughs> yeah. and four years later the fact that you're still going which is great and that i'm a part of it warms my heart every week and every year so that's great to to four and 40 more years ahead of us. <laughs> I love it. But we'll Fun celebrate fa- next week, not this week. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to do video next week. So we encourage everyone. We'll give you more details as the week goes on. I'll have more details for you on Tags Live on Wednesday. Fun note, Lincoln, is I was, as I often do, searching for different things that maybe people have mentioned about us. I came across episode 11 of Tags Podcast, which was the first time I think we ever did video in my apartment. And you were one of the guests, as this is before you were a host, on episode 11. Wow. I know. Way back there. You had a man bun at the time. Not not a man bun. Sorry, sorry. sorry. (laughs) I stand corrected. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And you look really good. We were in my apartment alongside friend of the show, my former trainer, Alejandro Terrazas. And it was all about fitness and protein bakery. And I was like, wow, even... In the early days, episode 11, 2017, you were a guest of the show. I love that. That That's is so- really great. I literally remember that like it was yesterday. I, I, For- can, I can feel where I was you know, sitting and where I was standing and, and my mindset. That's fun. Wow, four years. Jesus. I know. I'm going to post that because it's a video on our Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex where it, you join our, consider joining our community. And next week we're unveiling a whole new merch that we've got. Finally, after four years, we've got some merchandise of Tags Podcast. It's really cool looking and some other fun stuff that you can decide to join on different tiers and get some extra fun special content like our after show, which we just came out with last week. And as well as our poll that's free, you don't have to actually join. And let's just start with that. Last week, we asked three questions. We do this poll that's 
we want you all to participate in based on the show's content. One of them was taken from episode 233 of Tags and Matthew Camp's mission. Should we ask the question, should sex work be decriminalized? And a high majority of you all said yes. No surprise there with 10% saying no. And interesting note, Lincoln, on Matthew Camp, as he's continued to, you know, my God, he's, I read in an article as he was talking to somebody more recently, he divides his time feeling numb half the time. And I would imagine that's how I would feel too if my house burnt down. My God, it's so, um, but sadly, he was asked by the reporter that some people questioned should he even have a GoFundMe page, and he shrugged his, you know, asking really? the legitimacy of that, which is so ludicrous that people would even question that. He said he shrugged his shoulders, and in true Matthew Camp form, as I know of him, and just as a fan. And just went on to say, well, people are always going to say what they want online. So I'm not surprised by that response. I'm not surprised, unfortunately, by people questioning that. To me, fuck off. You know, he just fucking lost his house. Yeah. Hello. Give me a break. Right. Yeah. Question number two. Do you think guys should be putting COVID vaccinated or vaccinated on their profile pics or for apps like Grinder and Scruff. And you had a lot to say about that last week, as we oh, all God. did. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? After last week's show, like the next day before it even aired, someone came into the bake room, we started talking about it, and then Andrew Yang put up that we should have an app that says yeah. we're vaccinated or not to walk into a Starbucks or whatever. And then the day <laughs> after that, I got all of uh, 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 Peter found this thing online that was like, that had names on profiles that had the word vaccinated in it. It was like Ooh. hot Dom vaccinated top or something. <laughs> it was like raw vaccinated bottom or it was like, Ah, so I look forward to hearing what this poll says. <laughs> I'm exhausted majority, with this subject. The, I know. The more to put, to, I hate this statement too, to put a pin in it. But um, do, do you think the guy <laughs> to should put a needle be, in it? <laughs> put a needle in it. To put a, yeah, to exactly. To put a cock ring on it. To put a cock ring on it. You, <laughs> there we go. Let's start with Perfect. that. Uh, so again, to remind people, do you think guys should be putting covid vaccinated or vaccinated on their profile pics for their apps the majority of you all said not really they do not feel that people should be putting that on there with 10 percent saying sure why not um and so interesting right my head hurts (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure and there are like five people that know me that listen to the show that i've talked to excessively about it so just the the chapter is closed the mic is dropped the the drop the, the button mic. is on it it's over drop the dildo exactly drop whatever you need to drop just don't yeah. talk about it i am not drop looking for sex on an app and i'm not vaccinated so i am not the person to be the ringleader of this conversation <laughs> Lastly, we asked the question for question number three on our poll that we do every single week based on our show. Do you think once most people are vaccinated and the economy rolls back in a new direction, it will resemble a new, quote, roaring 20s? And the majority of you said not really, Um, but with 10% saying absolutely. 
Um, that was an interesting one. And I do actually disagree and think because this article that I was listening or reading said that it will uncoil. It will take some time. In other words, like 2023, it's not like immediately everyone's going to go jumping to the chandeliers and getting pounded by 10 dicks. But as time rolls on and people realize the some of the funds maybe as you pointed out not everyone is working but there may i felt like potentially but you know who knows we just have to wait and see i guess right yeah you know what my what was the answer to that what said what was the answer to the poll i'm sorry the answer was people do not for the 90% most percent was that yeah what? 90% feel that it, it will not resort to a roaring 20s so this is my question (laughs) and i'm gonna try and focus on this i've only had three sips of my drink so i should be able (laughs) to i love it i love it it depends on what your definition of roaring 20s is because when i've been asked that question in conversation my visual in my mind is like that ridiculous person with the New Year's hat on crooked going, oh, fuck everyone, I'm a New Yorker, yeah, and screaming and like carrying on and just being stupid. And if that's the roaring 20s, I think 90% of the people don't want that. Do you know what I mean? Like I have no, personally, when I hear about the roaring 20s and everyone getting crazy again, I'm not in the mood for crazy. Well, first of all, neither you, you or I, neither you or I, or I'm assuming the majority of our listening audience exactly knows what the Roaring Twenties was really like. But from what I understand in film and documentary, is that it wasn't just screaming and yelling. It was quite decadent and kind of quite fabulous, if you will, with okay. fabulous fashion and. And I'm thinking of all those beautiful women, flapper dresses and drinking champagne and, you know, really getting to the nines, as they would say, to get dressed up to go have be kind of decadent and and having a very loose look about sex and, and having plenty of it. Not really a scream out loud okay cool you know that makes me happy because i have to tell you i am not i have no with everything personally i've been through i guess i can only speak for myself right so everything i've been through in the past year even two years i do not want to stand in a two-hour coat check line (sighs) i do not want to be at a nightclub and be pushed around by people that are entitled to their good time and they're there to have their good time at the expense of everybody else I feel like there was a lot of that going on in the past five years. Of there's ju- there was just a lot of like pack the clubs and the Kochek line were lying. The, it's the prices were out of control for a three hour nightclub, and I don't want to do that again. I want to go back and have a good time with my community and a mix of different tribes that come together to dance or come together to see a show or come, you know what I mean? I just, that hustle and bustle on top of the past year, I am just not interested. I would rather stay home. Yeah. I mean, I feel with, I feel with new leadership and hopefully that's a good point. And the way, and also the way that we see, we report seemingly every week of, 
bars close closing down yeah. that we might not even be able to have that coat check moment in some locales because there won't be places for us to go and with the idea that maybe we'll expand and and uh you know, expand our taste a little bit so that some people might want to go to the typical, what I'm using air quotes, spots, but others that are open that, but others might explore new taste and yeah. new things that maybe are like we report on uh, that are a little, little bit more sexually adventurous. And maybe we will see more BDSM clubs and sex, sexuality exploring in different types of arenas that are affordable but that speak to our sexual appetites that have been so repressed for you know over a year yeah and i think this is where when you go into that uncoil i think that's yeah. such a great description because you're right we're going to uncoil what's left on the map to go and then new things will hopefully pop up you know, I think there's people out there that have completely lost their careers given this pandemic. And they're just going, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll open a nightclub. You know what I mean? Like they're just going down a totally different road. So especially I don't know. since, yeah, especially, I was, I was going to talk about this a little later in the show, but we're, um, we're down a man <laughs> this week. And actually it's relating to what we're talking about. And I like what we're, I love to go in a direction that works that, and there's a decision by the, the Bay area reporter from our, uh, where we're from the Bay area, San Yay. Francisco reports that there's a decision on whether the two South of market leather themed street fairs will proceed in person in 2021 uh, will be made following a meeting next week between the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency and Folsom Street Events. The executive director of the latter told um, Barr, uh, we have not yet met with them, uh, said them, and we will be meeting with them. Nonetheless, he said that the prospect of the Up Your Alley Street Fair in July or Dory Alley, as a lot of people like to call it, and Folsom Street Fair in September uh, um, is unlikely. And they go on uh, and on with this, but it's interesting because I think a lot of us, when the pandemic started a year ago, almost a year ago, that we all kind of thought, well, next year, 2021, right? And I know you often go, you like to go to Europe, to Berlin, to what's the name of the festival that you like in Berlin? Um, that snacks. Is the in the around Easter is snacks. I will go to Berlin at any time. But laboratory and snacks and Berkheim are kind of a yeah, a great time those. at Easter. And then there's other times throughout the years that they're also more gay man oriented than other populations. You know what I mean? I do. And on top of that, I, we've already passed what would have been Martin Luther King Jr. weekend in D.C., which would have been MAL, Mid-Atlantic Leather, which I've been to several times. I know you have two, a leather festival, a mart, uh, it's a competition for Mr. MAL as well as several fun sex positive parties that happened and came and went. Yeah. And it's crazy about that because it would have been shut down because of the pandemic anyway, 
but the the Thursday that I was would usually go because I go a day earlier, and I had a room booked this year for it. If you want the little update on MAL, everybody. Yeah, see, that's um, what, this is important. This is exactly what I'm talking about about how we kind of thought 2021. So you booked your room. So I booked when? for t- last year. I booked my room for this year, and th- I got I emailed the hotel and said, "Hey." There's, and the hotel was shut down because of the pandemic. So right. I called the hotel and they said, you will be refunded. Don't worry about it. I said, great. And then the riot broke out, the uh, the Congress overtaking, and yeah. everything was shut down before the inauguration. So even if there wasn't a pandemic, it would have been canceled anyway because of what happened. And the Thursday that I usually leave for Washington, I was sitting in my apartment watching CNN and the the on the street reporter was in front of the Hyatt that houses wow. MAL and it was all barricaded off and it was all closed. So um, obviously it was canceled this year. So, yeah. you know, one might think this, I think is an interesting conversation that who the hell knows what's going to happen next year. Right? Like, yeah, it, you know, who knows? So I have been in communication with a few of my buddies and tickets went on sale on Saturday, this past Saturday, to book your hotel room for 2022. Wow. I believe it sold out in 45 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I got my room, by the way, in case. Of course you of did. Of course I did. <laughs> um, but who knows what will happen in a year. But I I've been wanting. Pretty, I think you're pretty good and safe to, I yeah, think. Of will... course, we would have thought that. We would have. I think that's my whole point in all this discussion, too, is as we roll out, we kind of thought, well, by next year. I mean, I thought my birthday was going to look differently. I'm yeah. so happy the way I celebrated it. Things get pushed, keep getting pushed back and pushed back. It's just, sorry, it's not to beat a, a dead point. But I was supposed to leave for California tomorrow to go do some things on my mom's estate. My, you know, everything happening in California now that my mother has passed, and yeah. I am not getting on a plane tomorrow. <laughs> Right. To go to the yeah. Bay Area, which is on like triple lockdown, and they're having increased rates like crazy. So yeah. I do think, you know, Dr. Fauci long ago um, said, which I really held on to, no matter what, for the next couple years, there are going to be pockets of outbreaks that you're right. going to have to avoid last minute. So. Yeah. You, you can make all the plans you want. And I called American Airlines this morning and said, hey, I don't feel safe going to California right now because of the status of the pandemic. They gave me a full refund. They gave me a full refund for the insurance. And they said, go ahead and book a flight whenever you want. And they said, we could rebook it for you or just give you a refund. And I said, I don't even know what date to go for at this point. So just give me about my money and I'll, I'll fly because I don't want to get on a plane going or coming. It's not even about being there sometimes. Right. Right. You know, it is 2021, fellas. And let's just forget about 2020 because with this new year, our sponsor, Manscaped, is letting us know that they are the best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. If you're like me and you let yourself go last year while in quarantine, and I know we still are in that quarantine in many ways, 
it is, if nothing else, feel good for yourself in 2021. And that means your entire self. I cannot wait to continue. I started this in 2020, but really taking care of myself, whether it's my morning ritual of meditation, my yoga, my working out, my scrubbing, part of feeling good is keeping Manscaped, and Manscaped is here for us to give us a fresh start this year with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. So when we come out of quarantine with clean balls, thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0, the guys we meet are going to really thank us. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. Okay, your balls. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. And the Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And you already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you will really love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. I've used this all summer long last year when I was out and about doing my workouts and not knowing who I would meet up with. This is a great, great product. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. I used this bag when I went to Mexico recently. So did Cody. It's so perfect. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. They really do hug your, your goods and everything else. I love wearing these things. So get 20% off plus free shipping with our code tags, T-A-G-S at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off free shipping with our code tags, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Let's move on, but we couldn't not talk today about the monumental day that I was hoping for, and it happened today. President Joe Biden has signed an executive order lifting the transgender military ban. Biden believes that gender identity should not be a bar to military service and that America's strength is found in its diversity. And interesting note on that, I was watching the news today and... Um, there was a former admiral saying, why wouldn't we acknowledge and admit anybody that's fit, but also willing, um, no matter what their gender is, to serve? And I think it's such a big feat today. And we're going to see a lot more of this kind of things happening with this new administration and things that maybe we didn't know the former administration put into effect that affected our community kind of monumental, correct? What do you think? Absolutely monumental. And a little side note that just made me tear up was he chose to do that before some of the environmental changes that he's doing tomorrow. Yes. And like for, I have been thirsty. I love politics. I love watching news about politics. And the past four years, all of my hair has fallen out. I've gained 30 pounds. I don't know what day it is because it's not fun anymore. It's not right. fun when it's built on 
people not qualified for their jobs. No one likes to be unqualified for their job. No. I'm not even blaming the people, you know what I mean? And being aheads of things that cut things out or short sides, uh, it was just so stressful. So to have things being done in for the betterment of our country and the betterment of our civilization around the world, and then to see what order certain things go off of. Like for me, the pandemic and the environment are like number one. You know what I mean? Like right. hands down. But but I'm not a transgender trying to get into the military. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. at all. Like it's just not my real, really my wheelhouse. But I love that that is being factored in because there are qualified people that are looking at the greater good for the overall population, doing things in the order that they should be done. And I just, I love that. I love, it's, uh, I can breathe again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I always say that we share the acronym with LGBTQ plus and our transgender community in particular have always just particularly in general, but in the last administration have not been looked out for their greater good. And it's, it was so insidious. I feel that to even put that in there to ban them in the first place, because it was already enacted And there was something else that was done very last minute against LGBT rights on the way out of the last administration that got reversed like almost immediately. Yeah, I think about job discrimination. Yeah, job discrimination, which again was like, you know, I I see like the last, what were the last 10 things that were done? Well, those five are ridiculous. Let's revert them back. I just really, you know, I pray every day right now and I meditate every morning that we're just gonna keep moving forward now like let's learn the lessons of the insurrection and and of how you know what's the worst that could go wrong or obsessing about a person's emails that had us focus on someone who's deeply underqualified i i just i want qualified people to do their jobs across the board doctors lawyers fitness instructors artists Mm -hmm. like everyone do your job like Find your passion in what you train for. And if you don't have that, make an honest living and and do the best you can. I don't know. I'm just totally. It hasn't even been a week. You know, I I know. I know. I know. And I will tell you, I have been playing the inauguration on a loop because for me, just to see that there are adults back in the room and that there are responsible people talking about possibility and responsibility and America from what my grandparents and my great grandparents migrated here for and and even a poet to say things that just lift up your heart. I mean, what more is there? I we're all now you're over the five zero, Steve. I want things to turn around in my lifetime. And that's the first yeah. time that I've kind of wrapped my head around of like, oh, well, that probably is not going to happen in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's, I do. Ay, ay, ay. How is this, you know? Yeah. Well, we got to move on. But uh, this next story caught my attention with an OnlyFans performer. And it's so relevant today about sex work, too. You know, we were talking recently about Matthew Camp and his mission to really change our thinking and the laws surrounding the sex positivity of what sex work really is. And I applaud him for that. And we will be on this show as well. But there's a recent story uh, coming out, uh, Cocktail and 
cocktalk.com out across the pond reports that coming out as gay to your parents can be one thing, but to then come out as a sex worker can be another hurdle. Thankfully, that wasn't the case of Jack, whose proud mum, as they like to call him over there, is going viral for her supportive attitude towards his career choice. In fact, she even joked that in making her child sex organs, she's ready to take her cut of the profits. Quote, I made that D, okay, that dick, said the proud <laughs> mum. Of the 19-year-old on the video, I want a percentage, she says. Um, you can follow this guy, uh, uh, well, actually, Jack the Lad um, is what he goes. It's Jack Camero, uh, C-A-M-E-R-O. And what do you think of that? That's really interesting because here you have someone like Matthew Camp promoting just in general the sex positivity of himself and other sex workers. Uh, I recently have shared that at 50, it was only a couple of years ago that I formally came out to my mother and she was cool with it. But coming from a Latino family and Catholicism in our gene pool embedded deeply and not in a good way that I simply it took me 48 years to really kind of come out to my mom and she's cool with it and she knows what we do on our show I talk about it I don't go into great detail of it um how far along did you come with your mom before she passed on your sexuality and how far did you go with it Lincoln well <clears throat> I, yeah, yeah, I, I, throughout my teenage years and all of that, well, first of all, when I was very young, it was a very, before I even knew, it was a very, uh, it was a very apparent thing that I was gay. Okay. So that kind of happened before I could even put a stamp on it, you right. know, and say that this is what I am. And because of that, and in the day and age that I was raised and in the, very traditional Roman Catholic Italian family, it was very frowned upon, frowned upon. So it was like, we all know you're this, but you can't be this. Does that make sense? Like if you're this, and I know, I know in my heart of hearts that back in that day, it was thought of as something that would be a very hard life. Right. You know, my mom right. said to me very time, many, many times, I don't want you to be gay because I don't want you to be alone the rest of your life. So if you're going to say to me throughout my teenage years, I don't want you to be gay because you're going to be alone the rest of your life. Well, then I'm not going to shout that I'm gay. I'm just going to live my life. And when right. I have a relationship, you're going to see the relationship I have with someone is what's the important thing. More than me doing a fan kick and a pot of beret and telling you I'm a homo. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm also starring in musical theater. I'm also designing sets and I'm a visual director for Benetton. So it's like, if you put all the pieces together, it's kind of there. But if you keep telling me, you know, I would be heartbroken if you were gay, well then how do you turn and go, Hey, I'm gay. It doesn't really work that way. So in my and then I moved to New York. Well, first I moved to San Francisco out of the East Bay, where I could be gayer with and and you know it's kind of that don't ask, don't tell, you know, kind of in in a weird way. Like gay pride would happen, and my, I would say, yeah, I went to the parade; it was really fun. And my mom wouldn't ask too many questions, and I wouldn't tell too many things, so we would just move on. 
Yeah, right? it's interesting. I totally agree with you and the don't ask, don't tell thing. And I think, you know, it would be interesting to hear Jeremy's perspective. I know he's so close to his mom, mom, and he actually calls his mom, mom. It's Aww. a Bostonian Massachusetts thing, I believe. And yeah, I think he's gotten pretty close he shared with me on how far he'll talk about who he's dating and this and that as well as with his family and brother and father not so much with his father though who's latino as well so it's interesting jeremy just turned 30 this guy's 19 so we gotta assume that we might actually be older than his mom (laughs) for her to have this progressive viewpoint could you ever imagine a time that we would be entering this time frame and do you think i hate to even use the word appropriate but do you think it's appropriate lincoln that she's weighing in on this i for i'm it's out of my wheelhouse like i can't even you know <laughs> right. have an opinion because i back in our day or in our current day here in america my mom was never a member of p flag Right. Wasn't P flag like a thing? I keep thinking of the movie Jeffrey when Olympia Dukakis is there with her son, who's now a woman who needs to be. Yeah. Like in the night and like having my mother be like, yeah, I'm going to come into the city and walk the gay pride parade with you. That's so foreign to me that to have my mother wanting a cut from my only fans, fans only page. I always say that backwards. What is it? Fans only or only fans? There's only fans and there's just for fans. Just for, okay, well, fine. And quick, and let me just be, while I have uh, <laughs> the mic here, interesting note, I just looked it up as we're talking here. March 11th, 1973, P Flag began. And, I, and by the way, that's amazing. I was three. <laughs> right, me too. <laughs> I was four. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, and that was an amazing thing that I always, you know, when I went to my first, back in San Francisco, when Gabe, uh, when pride happened it was called the freedom day parade it was never yes. called gay pride parade it was freedom day and you could go and be whoever you were right and it didn't right. matter if you were gay straight black white blah, blah, blah. it didn't matter you just went and celebrated your pride and i would see the p flag float which had then been according to you 20 years later you know what i mean like it was 1991 yeah. seven eight nine good i did it and um <laughs> And I was like, wow, my mom would never do that. And that's, and it wasn't even so, but, but at the same time to give my mom a little more, you know, understanding of her on the news at pride every night, it would show the most extreme drag queen leather people. And that was all those people were at the parade only. And if you're coming from a background where, you know, my mom couldn't leave the house until she was engaged to be married. Yeah, yeah. And then you see someone with their ass hanging out of their pants, dancing around the streets with a man who's dressed up as a woman. You know, when yeah. you know better, you do better. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of compassion for that because I think that there's a lot of parents on the flip side to us that have had a hard time with this throughout the years. And not, yeah. o- not always because they're bad people. You know, they always get kind of roped into this not progressive people. It's just the way they were raised and they didn't know. So compassion I helps, I think. I don't know. But 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 there's a long dance to get to wanting a percentage of your son's sex site. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I Somebody mean, I'm all for it. it. I'm all for it. We'll be asking. You know, as, long as, she's, 
she's not giving a Yelp review for it or, or giving critical she, feedback. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's borders on cringeworthy there. Yeah, I know. I'll find a clever question to ask about this on our poll this week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, lastly, I wanted to talk about an interesting vi- uh, thing that went viral and the best and Queer T reports the best way to respond to someone who opens up a grinder chat with an insult. I love this. Uh, so a gay man has seen a tweet go viral after it touched a nerve with many others. Jono Mitchell is a filmmaker and actor based in Atlanta. Mitchell has used the last few months to lose weight and tone up. Unlike many of us who have been comfort eating our way through the pandemic, having lost 70 pounds, he's feeling great about himself. So when a guy messaged him on Grindr to inform him that he shouldn't describe himself as muscular, he was not having it. Mitchell took a screenshot of the exchange and posted it to Twitter and at the time of the writing, uh, 6,100 likes had prompted a lot of comments. And he wrote, um, what did he write? Holy crap, I can't stop laughing. Um, I'm sorry things are hard right now. I hope you, f- oh, let me find this quote because essentially the guy questioned him and said, Really? You think you're muscular? You call yourself muscular? And he wrote, I'm sorry things are hard right now. I hope you find happiness, man. Things will get better and you won't need to go out of your way to try and be rude to strangers on the internet. Have a better day, friend. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me too. I love that. That's By the way, Jono Mitchell is so hot and there's pictures of him i'm gonna post this link on our tagspodcast.com whatever he is he's hot um you know labels no labels i don't even care he's so sexy and more importantly i love a good comeback that is peacefully driven but is a nod to i'm gonna put you in your place how old is this guy did he put his age you know, no, no. he's got to okay. be in his twenties. It's not all about age. I, I, I it isn't. I, I, he I, doesn't look. However, um, for someone in their twenties to have that kind of a response, early thirties, maybe, so yeah, beautiful. Right. But any response that way is so beautiful. <clears throat> it really is. That. And he also wrote on his tweet. Uh, Mitchell accompanied the screenshot with the caption, "Quote: It's 2020. I'll be whatever the fuck I want to be." Yeah. That I love. That's so me, right? Yeah, it really is. And I love that. Um, Yeah, it it is. Well, you know, I it's funny if you uh, here we go. Are you ready? A little story. So I was very heavy in my teenage years, and then I had some eating issues, and I got very very skinny, and then I got very very heavy again, and and in my early twenties, I had a not a nervous breakdown, but like a nervous breakup with old way of thinking and new way of thinking. Right. And when I had that breakup, I lost 81 pounds. I became a fitness instructor. I went to dance classes. I put the mayonnaise down. I picked the vegetable (laughs) up and I, you know what I mean? And I just, and I really worked really hard at it. And it was right as I was transitioning to move to New York to get on Broadway, to do soap opera. And I was feeling really good about myself but a lot of the circles of acquaintances in San Francisco thought I was HIV positive because I was losing so much weight so quickly. 
Yeah. Which was a, which was mind fuck number one. Right. And then I moved to New York. I get my apartment. I'm auditioning. I'm getting parts, and I meet a guy who was actually a, a splash bartender, and that and I was very infatuated with this person. And he said, "Yeah, you're not muscular enough." For what? You're too skinny for me. You're not my type. Oh my god! So then I spent about five years trying to be that muscular type. Yeah. And and build muscle and build which. You know, it's I'm not doing it for that other person because I'm doing it for myself. And even if I am doing it for the other person, look who gets the benefit in the long run. It's me, myself, and I, right? Right, yeah. This whole long-winded story is to say your body image, whether you gain weight, lose weight, add weight, decrease weight, add muscle, add bulk, it, it really is from the inside out. And to have this person be able to celebrate it on whatever platform he celebrated it, get so hard knocked down and to just reply with such self perspective and with such empathy to the person who's miserable in that two way interaction just shows that he's doing more than just losing weight. Apps beautifully. You know what I mean? He's losing the mentality of the man he used to be. He's he's losing all of the beliefs that needed to pack on pounds to push people away, which is really beautiful. And that's really what weight loss is about. It's the reason I started the bakery. Because you could you could do more than just lose weight. You can actually lose a way of thinking. Yeah, and to to your point, I think I'll I'll again I'll post this. And I just followed Jono uh, Jono Thon Jono J O N O underscore Thon like a marathon Jonathan. Uh, he posted in December uh, my twenty twenty year in review. On he he was ex- very heavy, and I think it's wow, what a testament to lose all this weight during the pandemic period. Yeah, and it's dramatic. You'll see in the pictures the amount of weight and the muscularity that he built on top of that. It wasn't even just the and you know it's wow. Congratulations to him. That is really, awesome. Really awesome. And I think when you have those moments like that, like you've shared yourself, Lincoln, that if somebody comes in, you know, he's going to have his moment and screen capture and post it, but he's also going to say, you know, you know what, you're not going to steal my thunder and look who's coming out looking shining in the end. Yeah. Not you, That's Mr. great. So, yeah. So beautiful. I love it. Congratulations well on that. Lastly, I just wanted to, I'm calling, I'm calling this new um, book that I got from Jeremy, the Tom of Finland book as the new so Bible good. <laughs> as we move forward. And it could be our Bible for the next four years. Cause it's like this gargantuan book that you get a workout, just picking it up. Um <laughs> I turned, I'm just going to read stuff periodically. I think it'll be a new fun thing. And on page 95, it's called Tom's Tits. And it's the Tom of Finland book. And Armistead Maupin wrote this. Um, He said, someday Michael believed the homoerotic image drawing in San Francisco's gay bars would be afforded the same sort of reverence that is currently heaped upon WPA murals and deco apartments, house lobbies. Oh, look, a sophisticated but hunky workman would cry, peeling back a piece of rotting wallboard. There seems to be a painting 
back here. My God, it's from the School of Tom of Finland. And he wrote that in 1982. And he writes, when I wrote those words in a daily newspaper a quarter of a century ago, Tom of Finland was already so firmly established as a global icon that very few of my queer readers failed to get the reference. For me, Tom of Tom had been nothing short of a revelation. Aside from his justly lionized images of joyful, prideful man-on-man sex, the artist created a radical new map of the male body, a topography of lust that chartered in full with no apologies whatsoever, a territory that had long been central to my own erotic desires. I mean, of course, tits. Back in the late 50s, when I was a frightened gay teen in North Carolina, my attraction for proud male nipples worried me even more than my attraction for dicks. In the whack-off culture of mid-century adolescence, dicks were a commonplace topic of discussion, even, or should I say especially, among straight boys. Nipples, on the other hand, were confirmed strictly to the realm of girl-watching. It wasn't natural for a boy to remark upon the chest of another male under any circumstances. And um, I remember riding to the beach in the back seat of our family's country squire and turning furtively to check out the front of the strong-backed country boys walking along the road. Nipples, we were told, had no function on men, least of all erotic. Nowadays, women and gay men alike are brazen in their appreciation of stacked dudes. Even hip straight men like John Stewart, when this was written on The Daily Show, will triddle their chest publicly in comic tribute to nipples as an important erotic chakra for men. Tom of Finland had a whole lot to do with this. His images of huge, glossy, hairless male areolas crowned with nipples as hard as an erect as penises have made, shall we say, a frontal assault on pop culture, affecting everything from Abercrombie and Finch to bathing suits and so on. Tom, interestingly enough, seems to have toned down his own pectoral obsession for public consumption. Some of his preliminary sketches, and in this picture you can see below, I'll try and take a picture of it and post it, exaggerated and celebrated the nipples even more than the finished product. Had I been there, I might have reminded him, like Mac May West, that too, that too, much of a good thing is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. Is that book great? It's fabulous. It's, it's our Bible. Just <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Tom of Finland book. And on that. Thank you so much, Lincoln, for doing the show today. This was a lot of fun connecting with you, just you and I. Um, Always a good conversation, Steve. I love it. Absolutely. Jeremy Rostlopez will be back with us next week as we celebrate our four-year anniversary. It will be video. Stay tuned for details. I'm live on Wednesday with Tags Live. I may ask Lincoln to join us on that. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, take our poll. Go to patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. In the meantime, wear your mask, stay safe, but keep it sexy, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.